You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And we're back again. Uh, We're going to take a look back at uh, Chris Greer's performance over his uh, tenure here throughout the drafts that he's been in charge of. And uh, with me is Daniel Reinhardt. What up, Ben fans? And Louis Ragoni. Hi, Dolphins. How you doing? It's almost draft time. We're not excited. Just a week away, right? <laughs> and we're not excited. Eight well, it's, it's tough to be excited, right? I, I, I mean, Daniel's excited because he's going. But Daniel uh, is is absolutely excited. Vegas, baby, here I come. All right. Yeah, yeah we, go, we, we've got four picks, two and round uh, seven and a third round pick and a fourth round pick. So <laughs> Listen to what you just Day said, two Mike. two and three, baby. We have four picks. Do you realize that there was a year that we had just recently that we had three picks in the first round alone? Right. That's why I'm not overly excited. Well, but, you'll, you'll feel better when you watch Tyreek Hill. We had 11 yeah, picks. Exactly. 11. Absolutely. 11. I know. And we have four this year. That's crazy. Crazy, crazy stuff. But we've got an influx of free agents, right? So, you know, you got to take take the good with the bad, right? Yep. It is what it is. And I like guess. you said, we have Tyreek Hill here. I'd so, rather take the good with the good. Let's do that. Well, we'll <laughs> you know, that's an impossible. That's up to Chris Greer. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Greer. Uh-huh. Time to make that money. Oh, he's making the money. Yeah, well, it's time you mean to earn continue it. to do it. Yeah, earn it. Okay. Time to earn that paycheck. There you go. All right. So let's let's take the magnifying glass out and, and see how he's done throughout his drafts. Now, we've we got to go back to 2016. That was the year he became the general manager. And uh, if you remember the Bong video, that, that caused uh, Laramie Tunsil to fall. He was probably a top five, top six pick that year. And he fell to us at 13 because of that video that dropped My man. Right, right before the draft. Very My good. man. Yeah, love the sound effects. <laughs> My man. Oh, and by the way, happy 420. Yeah. That's all right. all of you in Colorado. What a way to or start Oregon. the show, Mike. <laughs> 420. All 420. Right. 420, Larry Tunsil, way to start the show. Laramie Tunsil. My oh, man. Larry. My man. All His right, next pick was Xavier Howard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two pretty good first two picks there. That That's yeah. solid drafting. Yes. Uh, Start your career the, off the, on the right track when you do something like that. Yeah, of course. And uh, then in the third round, he took Kenyon Drake, who uh, Lewis liked a lot when he was here, but he didn't stay here long. I liked him a lot, too. And, and if you go back and listen to our early episodes, I think I've said this uh, since I came back. I was really high on Kenyon Drake. Uh, there was a year that I predicted him to have over 2,000 all-purpose yards. Uh, you can check the tape. 
That's true. That's a true I prediction. I could check the tape. <laughs> on the so, tape I'd have to check so, to find that. So I'm I'm with uh, I'm with Lou. I liked Kenyon Drake a lot. For a third round pick, absolutely. I mean, yep. you know, he was very productive for a guy that you. I mean, you know, you got him in the third round. I mean, that's a fantastic pick in the third round. Later in the third round, we took Leonte Carew. Oh, uh, didn't we trade up for that guy? I, I think remember. I, I remember us trading up for Leonte Carew because I thought we were going to go get somebody else that year. I, I was super disappointed in the pick when we took it, and it uh, lived up to that for sure. Well, it's possible because we didn't have a fourth and we didn't have a fifth, but we had two sixth-round picks, and uh, with one of those, we took Jakeem Grant. Mm-hmm. Another yep. solid pick, absolutely. Yep, nice, bouncing, nice. Bouncing around the league now, right? Yep, On his yep, third yep. team in the last three years? Yep. But still productive, Pro Bowl yeah. last year with Chicago. Exactly. Uh-huh. With Chicago, and he was a fan favorite. He was one of our favorites as well. Yep, Just he was he one had of my some better hands. Yeah, well, he can't have everything. Yeah. There's not a better return man in the league. Period. Has I been. agree. That's it. Punts, kickoff returns, best at his job. Yep. Sixth round. Jordan Lucas was also in the sixth round. Yeah. Okay, next. <laughs> Brandon Dowdy. <laughs> next. Thomas Duarte. And that'll wrap it up. And that'll wrap it up. Yeah. And those you know, guys. I remember thinking that that Duarte pick was going to really pay off for us. I expected to see him taken somewhere in the mid-rounds. The mm-hmm. fact that he fell to the seventh, I thought uh, something was going to be good for us there. I guess that was not correct. So it goes. I stand corrected. So overall, guys, how would you grade that uh, year's draft, 2016? Pretty, well, you got to look at these guys and think they have four hits. There's four hits there. There's four hits. There's four. I mean, there's a phenomenal hit in Howard in the second round. I mean, the guy's the best at what he does. Jakeem Grant, I just mentioned, he's the best at what he does in the NFL, even, you know, five, six years into his career now. Um, you know, Kenyon Drake, I think, is still in the league, right? Uh, so. last time I checked, I think he was with Vegas, the, the Raiders. I think he got hurt last year and obviously Tunsil's still in the league. So, I mean, a real, real solid draft there. There's no question about it. I mean, we were fortunate, you know, Tunsil falling to us. I mean, it was a no brainer to take him there. You know, he's the guy that just keeps giving right with these trades and so on and so forth. Um, so that, that's, you know, to me, that's an A, that's an A draft. A minus, maybe. I wish we would have put a little asterisk next to the rest of the the classes here where we picked up players because of the Tunzel deal. Did you do that on your sheet, Mike? Oh, we had, we had that a few weeks ago. I yeah, that's been, yeah, we've been there, done that, I think, you know, <laughs> uh, a few times, actually, you know, to where even on the, um, the page, the Facebook page, uh, they had something that just... Yeah, it's not going to be done until next year's first round pick. That and that's a half-hour show, too, Mike, right. by the way. Right. <laughs> With everything that oh, Daniel, I should say, because you brought it up. That's that's a whole half-hour conversation in itself, you know, as far as what has spawned from from that, you know, from that trade. It's just crazy. You know, it just it just goes on and on and on, and, you know. So it, it's interesting, to say the least. Okay, in 2017, it didn't go quite as well. Our, our first-round no. pick was Charles Harris. I met him that year, his, his rookie year in Kansas City, 
he signed an autograph. He well, he signed an autograph. He signed a hat for me. He autographed a hat for me. It's sitting on my wall behind me right now. So that's the coolest thing I could say about Charles Harris. You know <laughs> what you should do with that hat? I'm gonna leave it right where it's at, Lou. Take a shit in it. No, no, we're gonna. <laughs> I like the colors too much to add brown. All right, next, Raquan McMillan. Wow, hmm. another disappointment. Yeah, I mean these two first guys. I mean, my goodness, defense, defense, defense. You know, Ra- and- Raquan got hurt as his first snap in the preseason, and you know his rookie year. Uh-huh. Yeah, there was a little bit of hope for him. I didn't yeah, know yeah. much about him coming out that year. But when we took him, I looked into him and liked him. It's too bad about that ACL. And uh, Isaac Asiata. Oh, no. You skipped one, buddy. Skipped Tankersley, uh, The much. Cordrea Tankersley. (laughs) Yeah, the much maligned Tankersley. Yeah. Wow. This is not not shaping up too well here. I mean, three defensive. You wonder why we're so, you know, deprived on the offensive side. Look at this draft. Number one, two, and three, all on the defensive side of the football, right? right? No guys contributing whatsoever on the defensive side and no offensive players selected. So, you know, in the end, it comes back and you look at our offense and how deprived it's been. And Daniel, you brought up in one of the most recent shows how how bad our offense has been. We're usually at the bottom. Well, you know, this has a lot to do with that, you know, over that period that you discussed. So. There you have it. And these guys didn't contribute in the least. Your two top three picks. Your two top four picks, because you already mentioned, um, who was it, Mike? Who was the fourth? Asiata. Asiata, yep. Asiata, another big disappointment. Absolutely. Horrible. Horrible, horrible. It goes back to show you that, you know, no matter where they take these offensive linemen, they don't seem to work out. Right. I mean, Tunzel, obviously, the exception. Right. Uh, Devon Gotchow was the next guy selected. Ah, best pick in yeah, that like draft, him. right? Gotchow. Yep. Not a bad pickup at, at that point in the draft. And then Vincent Taylor? Mm-hmm. Not you horrible know, either. I liked Vincent Taylor, too. I really thought he was going to stick. He was a I thought so, cut. too, to be honest with you, but he wasn't good enough. Nope, nope. And you can tell because once he was picked up by somebody else, he was cut again pretty quick. Yep, so. yep. 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 And the last guy is... Uh, Kind of has nine lives, Isaiah Ford. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least seventh. nine. Took us until the seventh round to get a guy that uh, <laughs> that has actually somewhat contributed, right? Yeah. Uh, unbelievable. But, um, yeah, Isaiah. Gotchow probably contributed. Quite he did. He wasn't a bad football player in the fifth round there, but, um, you know. Oof, rough draft there. I yep. mean, you know, for as good as they did in 16, he did absolutely horrible in seventeen. I mean, this is a, you know, this is a D. I mean, yeah, you're being kind. Yeah, I'm being kind because you know he, you know, he pulled one out of his ass with Isaiah Ford and <laughs> got and Gotchow. I mean, if he doesn't have those two guys in this draft, Mike, it, it's an F. I nope, mean, it's that's a, an F for me. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, a massive I'm, F for me. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's pretty much an F too because. While Ford contributed, you know, he was a bottom-of-the-roster player. And Vincent Taylor didn't do a whole lot. And the, really, the only guy you got that contributed, in my opinion, was Gotchow. Right, exactly. And, and, uh, and like you said, Ford, Ford to some extent. I mean, yeah. he's been productive. You know, the years that Fitzpatrick was here, he actually 
he actually did real well that, you know, near the end of that one season. So, you know, that pulls him out of the F grade for me. They give him a D, you know, he did grab a couple guys late, but horrible you know, early. Good. One of, one of the biggest problems <clears throat> for me that year, and I don't know if you guys remember it off the top of your head, but that was the year that that LSU cornerback named Jaravius White came out and a little known product from Wisconsin named TJ Watt. And, and both of those players were drafted after us because I remember wanting both of them. So oh, without a doubt, Watt, Charles Harris you know. taken over either of those players. You know, obviously you look back now and you're like, oh my God. But at the time I felt the same way. So this is oh, a for big sure. fat F for me. I remember my son talking about Watt and like, why did we not draft, you know, his younger brother? Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, it made no sense. It's like, you know, you knew the guy was going to be a rock solid football player, but these are the type of things that we do. And that's the reason we've been where we've been. <laughs> Boy, you go just, so I just pulled up that draft. You scroll down to the top around two. Holy buckets. Yeah, Some I know really it. Good we've, players, man. Yep. A lot of good players in that yeah. draft. Mm-hmm. All right. Now I'm looking over Ford's career, and he's had two touchdowns in five seasons. Yep. So that's not a whole lot of production. I don't know. Um, the next year, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick was the first guy picked, and uh, can't fault the GM for that one, right? I mean, that that's got to be a uh, solid selection. Man, I still have a... Uh, long-lasting resentment against Minka Fitzpatrick. Well, that might be, but the point is he, he identified a talented football player and drafted him. They couldn't keep him because they couldn't get him to see on their terms, which, you know, that's that's life in the NFL today. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but... You know, the organization, Mike, as a whole, you know, when, when, you, when you make these decisions on these players, you know, that, that's part of the equation. You know, it's not what they just do. Well, yeah, but that, if it doesn't present itself, then you have no way of knowing. Right. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, somebody's at fault here. Um, you know, I personally, I, I asked Minka. You know, we did a signing with him at one point, and I asked him about the situation. And, you know, he basically said next to nothing in regard to it. He said we just, you know, didn't, we didn't see eye to eye on the situation, and that's it. You know, and he's happy in Pittsburgh, and he should be because you know he's he's doing all the things that um, I guess he wanted to do. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, when you have a young player like this, if if you can't translate to him, you know exactly, you know where we're going and what we're going to eventually be doing, then that's on them. You know, it's that simple. You know, it, it's that simple. I mean, that's part of the equation. It's a two way street, so. You know, you can have resentment towards him, Daniel, but, you know, there's there's two sides to every story. And, um, you know, the bottom line is they drafted a guy and a year later he was gone. So, but he is a talent. There's no question about it. Go ahead, yeah. Mike. Mike Kosicki was the second guy drafted. He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've heard of that guy. He, uh, he's got hands. Wow. Uh-huh. 2018. Yep. My goodness, this is his fifth season already. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. And that's why they had to franchise tag him because he went in the second. Yeah, so he didn't I get mean, that fifth-year option. Yeah, I right. mean, this guy has got to, you know, you, you want him to just go over the top at some point. And, um, 
you know, every year I think it's going to be that just major, major breakout season. And, um, you know, as good a year as he had last year in regard to receptions, guys, how many touchdowns did he catch? One? One. One, maybe? One, yep. So, you know, as much as I like Gusecki, you know, you want more production out of him, you know, especially in the red zone, you know? I mean, you know, you want a guy that's going to go up battle, make catches. He's got all the the size in the world, you know, all the athletic ability in the world, you know, but it doesn't translate. You know, so, you know, I, I, you know, he's an enigma. He really is. He really is. And all of that being said, I think we have to classify him as a hit. Or yes, as, without or a as doubt. as Hawk would say, a hit in the lion. Yep. Yeah, yeah. he's a hit. There's no he's question about it. I mean, he's a hit, but, you know, he's somebody that I think all of us expected more out of, didn't we? Yeah. You know? I think I've I'm done no, expecting I've more got, out of him, though. I've What's got that, no Mike? problem with his production. Um, my only problem with him is I'd like to see him be a little more physical. Well, you know, that's part of the equation, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> I think at this point he is who he is. You know, and if yeah. he doesn't get more physical immediately, he's not going to be uh, – I think he's going to be lacking some playing time in this new offense. So, I, yeah, I think he is what he is. And, yep. um, you know well, – wh- I, I disagree with you guys. I think they're going to work with him. Now, you know, you may think he is what he is, but who knows how much he improves given the right instruction. Sure. Listen, I, this guy is a guy that you have to get the ball to down the field, isolated, isolated, down the field, and, and allow him to run with the football, Mike. I don't think we're. this is a guy that you're going to throw the ball to eight yards off the line of scrimmage, and he's going to break two, three tackles and go for 25, 30 yards or go to the, you know, go to the end zone you know, from 30, 40 yards out. He's a guy that, you know, is more of a receiver type tight end. That's what he is. And, you know, they have to take advantage of that. And I think that the coaching staff, as you just mentioned, I think will will get him in those situations because they know that that's his strength. So, you know, they've got to get him in that position more so than I mean, listen, I'd love for the guy to be more physical, but, you know, I just don't well, see it. Well, you don't just forget about that aspect of the game because it's not his strength. You yeah, know no, what I mean? No, sure. You, if you're running the ball and he happens to be on the field, you might as well have him hit somebody. He's, well, he's to. got to do that. He has yeah. to do that. It's, it's that simple. But, you know, f- this is his fifth year. So, yep. you know, under a few different coaches, mind you. So let's see what happens. And I would, I would also say this. You say he's a guy you have to get in space down the field. You know, this is also a guy you have to get the ball early and often. And if you do, he's a game wrecker. Yeah, without a doubt. He's a guy that, you know. You know, with uh, the receiver they just picked up, Tyreek Hill and mm-hmm. uh, Jalen Waddell, you would expect him to have more opportunity. Yes, especially isolation opportunities, Mike. Yep. No question about it. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a situation where – you know, who are you going to cover? I mean, Gusecki's not going to be the main guy on the, on, you know, when a defense is looking at us. I mean, they're going to look at Waddle. They're going to look at Hill, just like you mentioned. And, you know, the threat of the running back is also there too. So this is a guy that, you know, this season should really excel with the type of guys that he has around him. And the offensive line is going to be better. So maybe that extra half second or second that, Whoever's sure. quarterbacking this football team, whether it be Tua or you know um, Bridgewater, whoever it may be, 
you know, will will be able to get the ball down the field to him accurately when he is open. So we'll see what happens. Looking forward to it. Jerome Baker was selected in the third round. Another hit. really good pick. Another hit. Another hit. Durham Smythe in the fourth round. Another hit. Yep. Hit. Kalen Balaj in the fourth round. Not bad. Not bad. Still Couldn't in the league. Yeah, prob- probably not for a fourth round pick. No. No. Yeah, I mean, here he hasn't, he didn't do very well. Um, Daniel, there's no question about it, but I'll tell you, you know, when San Diego had all their guys hurt, you know, he went over to San Diego and was productive and he's still in the league. So, you know, for fourth round pick, it's not, you know, it's, he wasn't productive for us, but you know, he has been somewhat productive and he's been on rosters for other football teams. You know, it's not a guy like, you know, Carew, who we talked about, you know, in the 16 draft to where he was just here and gone. I mean, the guy's still in the league. so. It's not a horrible pick. He didn't help us in any way, shape, or form. Fair enough. Cornell Armstrong, the quarterback. Not a next. Not a, Quentin Pulling, linebacker, did nothing. Nope. And uh, Jason Sanders to uh, close this draft. Well, I not would a New say Mexico. Solid, solid, solid hit. Yeah. Yeah, for the seventh round, you get a kicker. He works yeah. out for you a year or two or three. Yeah, you, you got your money's worth. Yeah, you get a pro bowl nod, best kicker in the league nod. Like, yeah, let's do it. Or uh, all pro, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Let's a do disappointing it. season last year, but prior to that was was real solid. Has a strong leg. You know, I love Sanders. You know, I mean, these kickers they just go through funks at times. And you know, last year was an off year for him. Now, if he comes back and has another off year, we got a problem. You know, but um, you know, I think that uh, he'll bounce back well. You know, he's got a strong enough leg, and, um, you know, I think... I think so, too. I, I think he'll have a bounce I'd back like to here. be uh, positive as far as he's concerned. Absolutely. You want to see this guy become, you know, something like Tucker. Yes. You know, over in Baltimore. Yes, you know, which you don't get very often. <laughs> well, yeah, we'd like to see that. He has, you know, he has a lot of ability, and like you guys mentioned, in the seventh round, it's a great pickup. No question about it. Great pickup. And that was your second seventh-round pick, by the way. Yep. Yeah, okay. Chan- Chandler Cox was uh, the first, right? No, Pauling no, no. was. Pauling. Yep. Yeah, Pauling. Quentin Pauling. You're a year ahead, Mike. Yeah, I, that's because I was looking to where we're going <laughs> and not where we are. Yeah. yeah. We've been doing that for a long time as Dolphins fans. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Our hope that's is always exactly where right. we're going and we're not looking at what we actually have. <laughs> I can I can name uh, names there. Yeah. Anyway. So so what, what do you what do you guys rate this draft? Boy, that's got to be an A. You got Fitzpatrick, Kosicki, Baker, Smythe, and then Jason Sanders. So yeah, that's five uh, out of that. I, I would say uh, B plus A. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty solid draft. All right. So uh, from there, 2019, Christian Wilkins. Mm-hmm. Solid pick. Very solid. Yep. We came from the best defense in college football that year, and he uh, he's not been disappointing. No, no. And he's ascending, which I love to see. The NBA playoffs means next-level basketball. Get in on the first-round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. 
All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, each day of the first round, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TPPN, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs, and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NBA. Minimum age eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. In the second round, uh, they drafted Michael Dieter, who uh, played guard his first year, and that didn't go too well for him. And uh, they've since moved him to center, and we're going to see if he can stick there. Yeah, jury's out. Jury's out on old Skeeter. Dieter, 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 pumpkin eater. How did I know you were going to do that? Well. I don't know, Mike. I like it. Andrew Van Ginkle was next. Ginkle, Ginkle, punk. Sorry. Rip Van Ginkle. (laughs) (laughs) How do you like that? Dieter, Dieter, pumpkin eater. And then we've got Rip Van Ginkle. I'll tell you what. That would be an awesome nickname for him, wouldn't it? I think I came up with something. Rip. Rip's a good name for a football player. Rip. Van Ginkle. I love it. I like it. Um, he's a good player. How many fumbles has he ripped out? He's good. Fu- he's Quite good. He's a good football player, Mike. Ten and a half sacks over his career so yep. far. I like this guy. Um, you know, he's he's how many touchdowns has he scored? A couple, right? Yeah. Maybe at least one, if not two. Um, didn't he have a a punt block? And, and a fumble a, return in the and same a year. Fumble return, yeah. and he does uh, so. all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. for a fifth round pick. The guy is phenomenal. One of the best picks we've talked about. Where he was drafted, and what he's produced as a fifth round player. Yep. I would say that he's at the top of the picks in regard to Greer and, you know, um, a guy that's been productive and where he was drafted. That's one of the better picks he's had. You know, he's the guy you look at, Van Ginkle, and you say, okay, this guy has some football intelligence. He may not be the best athlete on the field, yes. but uh, he's in the game. He could have been a killer B, Mike. Could have been. Right? Could have been. Doesn't yep. he remind you of a Brzezinski a and an Ernie Roan and an A.J. Dewey type of guy? Right? Dewey. He's, a little, he's got a little Dewey in him, but uh, you know, obviously he's playing on the line more in this defense. And I always pound my chest for my Iowa boys. He was born in eastern Iowa. So let's go rip. You know, last week I think was the only show you didn't mention Iowa. Well... I'm going to have to do better. (laughs) I'm going to have to do better because the Dolphin fans are represented here in Iowa, believe it or not. So I meet them all the time. Eight? No, man, I meet them all the time. Uh, People see my gear because I'm always wearing it. And they're like, hey, I thought I was the only one. Uh No, sir. It's the same guy, Daniel, you keep running (laughs) into. No, 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 no. (laughs) I know faces. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> all right all right we got dolphin fans in iowa i will be represent all right all right so yeah van ginkle good pick go ahead speaking of uh representing isaiah prince didn't represent that pick very well nah mm-hmm. not at all 
God, so many of these guys, Mike, that you mentioned offensive line-wise, you know, that yep. they had high hopes for, that, oh, rough on the edges, you always hear this, you know, this guy's, you know, work in progress, and uh, and they just don't, you know, they don't develop into anything. You know, we've had this happen over and over again. This was a sixth-round pick, so it's, you know, it, it's it's not something that you're going to overly concern yourself with. It's not an early rounder, but you know, just the same. You know, we heard the stories about him, and you know how 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 good he could possibly become, and it just didn't it just didn't happen. Yeah, it was a sixth round pick. I'm not gonna you know get too upset over it. Right in the, in the seventh, we drafted Chandler Cox and uh, Miles Gaskin. Yeah, we got right. some really important play from Gaskin, and he's still here. So yep, Gaskin's gotta, gotta nice. say that was a hit. Nice, nice pick. Yep, very very nice pick. Not a and bad draft. I don't know about you guys, but when we took Cox, I was excited. I thought we were going to go more Smash Mouth, and he didn't exactly last. Yeah, he didn't. So you had you had Prince and, and Chandler Cox uh, not represent the draft very well, uh, but he did get uh, Dieter, and we'll still see what he is. We got Wilkins, who we're all happy about. Yep. Uh, Van Ginkle, who we're all happy about. Yep. And uh, Miles Gaskin, who is a seventh round pick and has gotten, you know, we've gotten some mileage out of him. So, you know, you can't be too disappointed with this draft. As far as me and a grade, I would say probably a B. Yeah, I think I'm closer to a B plus, but right in there somewhere. Yeah, I'd I'd say a B, depending on what happens with Dieter. I mean, it, it could really, really become, you know, a much better situation if he becomes our starter at center. You know, you'll look back at this draft and say, wow. We got a guy that's been playing center, you know, for the last two, three years and, you know, developed into a really solid football player. But, you know, this is a big season for him. So, you know, that, yeah, I, I'd say a B, you know, I'd give it a B and it could go up from there depending on what happens with Dieter, like I said. So, yeah, not, well, I not, mean, I, I, the feeling is they're looking to replace him, but, you know, that remains to be seen. Yeah, absolutely. Not a bad draft, though. Say, yeah, not a bad draft. All right, so the draft we love to hate is next. Uh, That's 2020. And that started out with, you know, this is going to be our franchise-changing draft. and uh, 11 picks in this draft, Yeah, three in the first round. And uh, Tua was the first pick, and uh, Austin Jackson was the second, and Noah Igbenogany was the third. Now, what would you say we've got out of those three picks, Daniel? Mediocre play. Um we haven't really gotten a whole hell of a lot out of our offensive linemen, which is the story of Greer's drafting history, right? And we got a cornerback who can't see the field. So not excited about either one of those two. And you got a quarterback with limitations that it's time to put up or shut up. So the number one pick there is going to be what really defines this GM's career. No two ways about it. The, the first round, I mean – uh, Austin Jackson and Iggy are just, you know, horrible draft picks, period. And Tua, you know, has been average at best up to this point. Um, you know, it's it, that that first round, you know, you, you also have to look at what, what could have been, you know, when you, when you look at all of these things, you know, the guys that were drafted behind these three guys. And, um, yep. you know, that, that really, really just throws – a lot of salt, I mean, a pound of salt into an open wound. So, um, you know, that makes it doubly tough. You know, when you look at it, you know, as a Dolphin fan, 
And you say, well, Austin Jackson, you know, he he still was starting at guard last year and Tua, you know, the verdict's still out, you know. So when you look at it in that aspect, yeah, great. But, you know, when you look at what could have been and what should have been, in my opinion, you know, then you really start, it just really burns you in this first round. But go ahead. We got more. Yeah, we got more. Yeah, we got more. You, you could well, have wait. absolutely. You could have absolutely had the young core in the offense around the a phenomenal defense right now. Yep. But wait, there's more, Daniel. Can't wait. Well, there is more. Uh, in the second <laughs> round, we took Robert Hunt, Raquan Davis. All right. Yeah. What, Raquan's what do you think a really of, good pick. Yeah. Well, is he? And so is. Yeah, I think so. I mean, once he's when he's on the field, he is anyway. I guess that remains to be seen, really. Yeah. But he he really showed up his rookie year and played yeah, really so well. Last year he didn't do quite as well, so we'll we'll have to see which direction he goes. Yeah, he was also coming back yeah. from the injury. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you know, Robert Hunt. Yeah, he started every game at guard. I mean, you know, you look at our offensive line as a whole last year. He was our best lineman. Agreed. I mean, and I don't think there was anybody relatively close to him. Now, that's not saying a lot because our offensive line was just pathetic. But, you know, I think Hunt, you know, solidified that guard position. And um, I think he's going to be there for years to come. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. Yep. Me too. In the third round, Brandon Jones. That's my boy right there. Very, very nice pick. Yep. Very, very nice. Very, you know, Brandon Jones has six sacks. Yeah. yeah. Through his career yeah. already. Yeah. And I mean, a pick. that's nice for a safety, right? Yeah. You got a safety that can get to the quarterback. He might be behind Ogbar, our best edge player. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, we was just talking about Rip. Come on, man. Oh, Rip's God. got 10 and a half. No, got- I'm just kidding. I, it was a joke. It yeah, was I know, but joke. that's slaughter. That's a slaughter. Joke. joke. <laughs> Brandon Jones, really good football player. Yeah. Really good. I like him a lot. Yeah, got to make more, got to get more interceptions, though, with those two guys playing corner, right? Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, if there is a knock on him, you know, he's he's not the ball hawk that you would want as a safety back there, you know? Well, they say the same thing about Jones, the cornerback. Well, yes. they do, but that's also why we took Holland, right? Because yeah. ba- Brandon Jones is the thumper. And I remember saying on the podcast when we took Brandon Jones, watch out, this man's going to be a thumper. And uh, Good it's player. Been, it's been nice good, to watch Good play. player well, for a third-round pick. Me. I don't need to watch out. Yep. Well, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> for <right>. a third-round <laughs> pick, he was going to be a thumper. In the fourth round, Solomon Kinley. Big, big Solomon Kinley. Oh, yeah, big daddy. Big, big, key. big bust so far, Mike. Big bust. That's because he's got one too many bigs. Yeah. Hey, listen, there's nothing wrong with being big if you can play. And uh, he hasn't been able to stay on the field, even with injuries and and uh, guys faltering really, really bad in front of him. Um, you know, the opportunities just haven't come for him. So what does that tell you? You know, I mean, maybe – Maybe this is the year that you know this new coaching staff I don't lights so. a fire on their big ass. I don't ass think so and, because their 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 game is going to be speed, and he yeah. doesn't have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah but he's going to need to be able to get to the edge, and I just don't know. Well, after uh, Kinley was Jason Strobridge. Yeah. After him, they took Curtis Weaver. 
Yeah, I had high hopes for him. He was a stellar football player at Boise State. Blake Ferguson and mm-hmm. Malcolm Perry. Mm-hmm. Were you guys sad to see John Denny go? When they took Blake Ferguson, it was like the end of an era. I don't know. Not not really. I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't happy. I wasn't sad. Yeah, you know, I just figured it had to happen eventually. It was the end of an era, <laughs> my man. When you play for sixteen years or something. Yep. Yeah. For us. Yeah. Blake Ferguson's been a really good pick, though. Yes, he's, he's been, been a really solid. good football player. Yes. Yep. No mistakes. No bad snaps. So yep. keep, keep it up. Yep. That's what we like. We like he no bad snaps. We like he. So oh, overall, boy. Lewis, how do you rate this draft? Yeah. You know, I, I'm going to, you know, look at going forward where we're at and, you know, with this draft. And um, well, I think you have to, right? You have to. Um, you know, I it, it's really incomplete. I mean, that's that's all I'm going to say. I mean, I you know, you know my thoughts on two. I think everybody that listens to the show uh, knows knows how I feel about him. You know, maybe he'll surprise us. I think, Mike, you're on the same page. Daniel, I think you're not far behind in regard to him. Limitations. Um, you know, can he do the things that he does well? Um, well enough to offset those limitations. Exactly. Yeah. Well enough to offset all of those limitations. He hasn't shown me that ability as of yet. Now, the supporting cast may have had a lot to do with that. Um, you know, he's now two years removed from, you know, his injuries in college. So, you know, all of these things have to factor in. So I'm, I'm going to grade this as an incomplete. I mean, if I take two or out of this equation, um, it, it's way, way down, Mike. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, I mean, I'm talking about a D yep. because of the, the failures at the first round. And as I mentioned, the, the, the guys that could have been on this roster just being incredibly productive for us. So, um, I, you know, I give it a D, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it an incomplete simply because we just don't know what to it, you know, what's going to happen with him. Yeah. So yeah. I'm right with you. I, I think that this class is at least a D. Uh, maybe worse than that, but, but because of the second and third round, I think a D is probably accurate. And then, uh, Tua will probably bring it up to about a C minus right now, but, uh, you know, he could vault that up pretty damn quickly if he balls out this year for us. You know, guys, Mike, I know you want to say something, I'm sure, but let me just say one more thing. Uh, 11 picks, right? And I mean, you, you get, you get a D grade. <clears throat> from a draft that I felt was probably our most important draft in years, simply because, yep. you know, we did so much work to get to this point. And it was a very talented draft. I mean, there was a lot of talent in this draft and and we blew it. It's it's just that simple. I mean, even if Tua, you know, gets to a point where, you know, he's a really, really good quarterback in the NFL. We still blew this draft, as far as I'm concerned. We, you know, we just we just fell on our asses on it. So, um, you know, it is what it is. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Well, I, I think history is probably going to say the same thing. Uh, now, some may think I'm negative, you know, for thinking that way. But Austin Jackson has given me no reason to believe he's going to work into a solid lineman. Right. Um, Big Benogany can't stay on the field because every time he gets on the field, the other team scores. Yep. And, uh, you know, everything's been said about Tua. There's no reason to even approach that now. But, uh, 
you know, but then on the other side of the coin, you got Robert Hunt, who looks like he's going to develop into a quality lineman. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Raekwon Davis, who looks like he could develop into a quality uh, nose tackle. And uh, you've got Brandon Jones, who's, you know, starting at safety. So it, it, and, and Blake Ferguson, the uh, long snapper. So, right. you know, it wasn't like you hit nothing. You know, there, there weren't 11 misses. The problem is when you get those first-round picks, those are the guys that impact your game or should impact your game. Right. Uh, they affect the scoreboard. And uh, I can't say that those three players right now really affect the scoreboard. And that's what we need to see. Right. Uh, you know, Jackson needs to develop into a quality tackle. Uh, he's got to protect quarterback. And, and Benogany, he's got to, you know, uh, get, get developed and, uh, you know, intercept some passes and affect the scoreboard with his athleticism. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the future. If I'm going to grade this draft, I've got to grade it a D. Uh, but it could, it could end up changing and I hope it does. This past draft, we took Jalen Waddle and Jalen Phillips in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, both Jalen Waddle set a rookie record for receptions. Jalen Phillips played really good football in the middle of the season. He set a record for rookie sacks. Yep. I, I like both of the players. I was, con- I mean, I can't lie sitting on my couch that that evening, I was concerned about both guys. You know, I thought maybe Waddle was too much of a gimmick and too small, and Jalen Phillips had an injury history that I didn't like. And uh, I've eaten my words on both of those players. I'm happy to have them. Very happy to have them. Yeah, I mean, they're both solid football players. You know, Phillips, Waddle, how many balls did he drop last year? Two, the whole season? I mean, 104 catches. I mean, he does not drop passes. Uh, you know, he, he's a really, really good football player. Six touchdowns. Um, you know, I think that, you know, he's got to stretch the field a little bit more. Hopefully the offense does. I, you know, I'd, I'd like to see more balls down the field. And I'm not talking 30, 40 yards down the field. I'm talking 10 to 20 yards down the field. You know, not everything inside the 10-yard line. I mean, within 10 yards, I should say. Uh, you know, Jalen Phillips. You know, he had a nice uh, couple of games where the majority of his sacks came from. Uh, there were quite a few cover sacks. You want him to be more dominant. Um, you know, I want more out of him, you know, as a number one pick and as, you know, one of the first defensive linemen, edge players to come out of the draft. Um, you know, you look at what, you know, Parsons is doing in Dallas. That's what you want out of Jalen Phillips. That's what we expect. I mean, Parsons was a guy that just, just, I mean, he just killed it this year. And, you know, when I look at him and I look at Jalen Phillips, I, I don't look at them, you know, the same way. I think that, you know, Parsons is right now head and heels above him. He's head, he's head and heels above all the rookies as far as the linebackers right. go. But, I mean, he you had know, a phenomenal season. He did. Outstanding. But, you know, again, Mike, you know, Phillips was drafted. Around that time, yeah. and you know, you would expect the same thing out of him, or at least something close. Um, but they're both, you know, the verdict's still out on you know Phillips. Uh, Waddle's proven himself already, so two really, really good, solid picks there. Well, I don't know. I, I think he gave us like ten more sacks than Charles Harris did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, th- the thing is, you know, Mike, it's interesting because you know when you look at our defensive line, you know, you've got Ogba, who you yeah. know who, who creates problems on the opposite sure. side, and you've got Wilkins in the middle, who's really, really solid. So 
you know, Phillips should have opportunities there. You know, it's not like, you know, he's getting a ton of attention on that outside, you know, with those other two guys across that defensive line. So, you know, you want more out of him. I mean, that's that's what I'm looking at. I mean, I'm looking at a game-by-game productivity. And he just disappears, you know, and not for just one game. I mean, down the stretch, the last month of the season, he was just non-existent, you know, and the defense was still playing well, even without anything coming from him. So, you know, let's just hope he steps it up this year. And um, then you're looking at these first-round picks as, you know, two just incredibly solid picks. Uh, Javon Holland in the uh, thir- in the second round and uh, Liam Eikenberg in the second round. Both good. Both good. You're going to meet that man soon, aren't you? Anyway. Yes. Let's plug, let's plug it. Let's run yeah. into the plug. So we've got, yeah. we've got a sports show in West Palm Beach. Mike's been posting it on the Facebook page. And um, if you need information, you can reach out to Mike through Facebook. Or what else, Mike? How else can they reach out to you? They can reach out to me on Twitter. Why don't you give your Twitter? I don't have a Twitter account, Mike. Oh, okay. I thought you had it. I, I may have one, but uh, <laughs> I don't ever use it. I'm, I, I it's amazing yep. that, you know, that uh, in this day and age, you know, I'm still so old school. But, you know, we've got, we've got a sports member. They can Twitter me at uh, oh, Mikey Boy at Twitter. Oh, yeah, Mikey Boy. You can Boy Twitter me at Danimal AF. I can there you give go. you the info as well. Yep. So it's in West Palm Beach. We've got Mr. Holland coming in. Bob Greasy's coming in to sign autographs and to meet people and Doc Gooden and a couple other baseball players. But uh, Javon Holland, Bob Greasy, this Saturday, West Palm Beach. If you need any more information, reach out to Mike or Daniel. Or you can email me at spikeman35 at AOL. Yeah. That's spikeman. S-P-I-K-E-M-A-N-35 at, o- at AOL.com. Again, another old school thing, AOL, right? Okay. I didn't know that was still back around. To, back to Waddle. <laughs> I mean, back to uh, back Holland. To Holland. Holland. Holland, one of the best young safeties in football. Yeah. Go ahead, I, Daniel. I can't lie. Elaborate. I can't lie, man. When we were coming up in the second round, I was crossing my fingers and praying for Javante Williams. Um, I wanted that running you back. You No, I definitely wasn't. Um, when the Broncos jumped us and we took Holland, I was ecstatic because I remember watching Holland the year, uh, actually it was two years prior, playing in Oregon and thinking that he was going to be a future star in the league. Uh, I remember Flores being real excited. And, yeah, uh, well, he took a year off, right, yeah. for COVID. And yep. so he slipped to the second. And he should have been a first-round pick. We got a hell of a football player. Well, I just think it's it's ironic that Fitzpatrick, the guy he couldn't get along with, went to Pittsburgh, and that's where he is. Yeah. yeah. And the guy he really liked is still here. Yeah, it's funny, actually. It makes me smile inside. Uh Just a little. Yep, yep. And Lee Lee Eikenberg, I think he may turn into a solid football player, too. Uh, The jury is out on him, but. Hunter Walton. I can no go ahead. Eichenberg, you know, is is a guy that I think you know he started every game as a rookie at left tackle, which is not an easy thing to do in the NFL. It really isn't. I mean, you know, he he got bounced around in training camp, right? I mean, he wasn't playing the left tackle position all that much during training camp, and um, he got thrown into the mix because of uh, you know Austin Jackson's failures. So 
You know, I think Eichenberg is going to be a starting offensive lineman for us for years to come. Now, where he starts across that line, I don't know, but he's going to be around. Go ahead, Mike. Hunter Long. Don't know yet. <laughs> right, That's exactly. That's the easiest way to say it. Just don't well, know yet. We re-signed Gesicki. Mm-hmm. We re-signed Smythe. Mm-hmm. Go on. What more is there to say? Right? I well, mean, well, think about this, guys, for a minute, Daniel, and then I'll go ahead and, and, and then you can um, uh, debate or whatever you're looking to say there. But Hunter Long, if this guy, uh, if they felt that this guy was a guy that could step in and replace either one, either one of those guys, they wouldn't have thrown money at both of those guys. So I think Hunter Long, the verdict, yes, is still out there on him, but I, you know, I, I don't expect an awful lot out of him at this point. You know, right now he's what third or fourth on the depth chart. I think we have another two tight ends in camp as well, don't we? Probably. We still have uh, the guy that we traded for from Chicago, Shaheen, and I yeah, and the the other the other guy that never played, Seathen or whatever. Seathen Carter. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Who we, you know, who we were surprised that they signed to a, de- he had a decent contract, right? Yeah, Didn't we, weren't years, we surprised yeah. when we looked at that contract? So, I mean, you know, Hunter Long could very well be <laughs> sixth on the jet depth chart right nah. now, so, which is crazy. Yeah. Go ahead. So, I, as or far fifth, as I should say, as far as Hunter Long is concerned, I, I the jury is absolutely out. And Smythe right. was a pretty cheap team friendly deal. Kasicki, he is an offensive star when you use him right, so you don't want to let him go. We didn't actually re-sign him, right? He's just on the franchise tag. So I think you keep those locker room guys because both of those guys are great locker room presences. And uh, I just can't I just can't see us saying yet that Hunter Long isn't good enough to get in there and play some important snaps this year. In the seventh round, we had two picks. Uh Arnold Coleman. Uh-huh. The uh, tackle and uh, Jared Dokes, the running back. Mm-hmm. One of which is still with us and one of which is not, correct? Yeah, Dokes is on a futures contract. I don't know what happened for Larnell. I don't either. But I, I, don't, will, I don't think he's with us unless he's, on, unless he's on the uh, I don't practice think he squad. Is. I don't yeah. think he is. I'll add, if you allow me, uh, the undrafted free agent Robert Jones to this list. I know he, we didn't draft him, obviously, but we made it a priority to pay that man to come here. And he played some, some good snaps for us down the line last year. So he's a guy that I want to put on this list. We're talking about people we drafted. Well, I'm just... (laughs) We didn't draft him. Well, we still brought him in, bud. Fine, we'll put him on a different list. That's fine. Yeah, we're going to put him on the free agent list. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Undrafted. Right, that's a whole other avenue that we can go down with Greer and free agents, and that's That's, for for another show. That's that's a rainy street. Why do you guys hate me so much? Oh, it has nothing to do with that. Hate's a very strong word, Daniel. Well, let's I guess use the we word. We reserve that, that for Austin Jackson. Daniel, let's right? use the word. No, not even Austin Jackson. <laughs> let's use the word dislike. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> loathe. That, that's fair. Loathe. <laughs> we don't hate you, dis- Daniel. We, well, Mike dislikes you. Strongly. I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> well, wait a minute now. Don't be putting words in my. I'm not mouth. listening to him, Mike. We've. We've had a great relationship. What you guys can tell me is your grades for this last draft. 
And, and when I realize it's more or less incomplete across the board because it's only a year out. A plus. I give it an A minus. It's 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 an A for sure up to this point. I mean, you had four guys that basically started every yeah. down this year. Yeah. I mean, Phillips obviously rotates in and out, but I mean, you had four guys that basically played the majority of of the you know football plays for your team last year. So you yeah. got to be thrilled with that, right? Yep. I think I think this is an A plus class. You got Jalen Waddle, who is an All Pro caliber player. Jalen Phillips, I think, is going to be a stud this year. Javon, look, he's a future All Pro. I don't care what anybody says. And and I oh think, yeah, I, I think agree. Hunter with Long you. gets on the field uh, this year, and that that alone. You're Hunter being Long, very optimistic. I am. I am. Hunter Long getting on the field this year will make this class an A plus for me. Uh huh. Yeah, got to have a lot of injuries in front of him, Daniel. Nah. Yeah, for okay. me, it's an A minus, and you know, possibility, of course, that that it changes if Phillips steps up his game. And, yes. and I'm, I have no knocks on Phillips. Uh, you know, he's a rookie. This is his second year. I expect more in his second year. And I don't necessarily mean a number of sacks, but I mean in in game defining plays. Right. So that's that's where I'm at with him. Um, but no, I'm very happy with that draft. Uh, I do think in, in the long run, we're going to be very happy Holland was, you know, picked. Eichenberg has a chance to develop, and uh, who knows about Hunter Long? We didn't see enough of him to really make an, you know, have an opinion other than he's not getting playing time. So The thing that concerned me about Hunter, even last season, Mike, was he, he was a healthy scratch, and even on weeks where we were down, guys, you know, yep. Sheehan was hurt quite a bit. Last year, I don't know what the situation was um, with him, but you know when we were down tight ends, I think Smythe actually was banged up a little bit too. I just didn't see anything out of him. You know, yeah. it was it, we they went to other guys in his place, including the Carter or whoever it was we were talking about. I remember watching a few games saying, "Who the hell is this guy playing tight end for us? Who is this guy?" Yep. <laughs> you know, I mean, so you know. The verdict's still out on him. We'll see. You know, I mean, listen, he was productive at Boston College. So, you know, maybe, you know, he has something in him. We'll see. You know, yeah. they used to say you can't really evaluate a draft, for, you know, until three years have yes, passed. Right. And, and I, I used to believe that, but I do think that in today's NFL, it's a little bit different in the sense that these guys hit the field right away. Much different, Mike. Yeah. yeah. It's not a little, it's much. I mean, you, you hit on it. But if you're going to hit on it, Mike, then you need to hit, you know, you need to go full throttle into it. No, it, that's, that it's here and now. I mean, they expect these guys to produce immediately. If not in year one, then in year two. I mean, you look at the receivers and the guys that are coming out of college at the running back position and even quarterbacks. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and defensive players, you know, we talked about, you know, uh, Parsons and, and and the effect that these guys had for their football teams. I mean, they're coming out of college and they're making an impact immediately on their football teams. It's, it's a different game. The college game is, you know, it's it's almost at a pro level at these big colleges. It really is. I think it's more the opposite. I think it's more the NFL adapting to the college uh, uh, teams, you know, the college offenses, because 
they can't get these they can't get the type of linemen to run the pro sets that you know they used to be able to get yeah that, everything that's... everything is you know uh zone or or the rpo or you know just blocking is a lot different than it used to be that spread offense has yep. really affected offensive line so all right give me give me a grade for greer from uh in his entirety from uh, 2016 through uh 21 boy so what do we have a uh, b d a man gotta be a c plus at least ain't it I, I'd say so. I mean, look, I give, you know, I give brownie points if guys are impact players. And when I look down this list, I see Howard. I, I think he's an impact player. Yeah. Wilkins has potential to be, but probably not. Sure. Uh, you know, Tua, you hope is, but, you know, that's hope right, right now, now. Right yeah. now. Right now, yeah. Mike. Right now. We well, when you say it. right now, you know, you, 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 there aren't many. I mean, Holland's borderline and uh, Waddle, you know, you got to put in that group. So, yep. you know, there is there anybody else I missed? There's potential. I mean, you know, Phillips, you well, know, could Potential, be. yes, right. Yeah, potential, right. You know, I mean, but no, you're absolutely right. You know, the other thing you factor in is who we could have had when these guys were drafted. Ugh. And that's the one thing that as you Ugh. look at these draft picks, it, it's not going to tell you that. Like, you know, you look at the guys that were drafted and you're like, you know what? Really good pick. But wait a minute. You know, look at who was drafted after him. And look at, you know, look at how many really solid NFL players. I mean, impact players, Mike, as you're talking about, we're drafted after guys that that, that well, we that we, we know all this, Lewis, because we've looked into it. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, is you're asking for a grade, and I'm uh -huh. and I'm factoring all of that stuff into it as well. I'm not just looking at what he did. I'm looking at what he did and what he could what have he could done. have done. Oh, so you know, I'm giving him exercise. So I'm much. giving him a C. You know, he's getting a C. And simply because, you know, there's, there's been some really, really solid picks in the latter rounds, uh, more so than in the first round. Well, uh, and the second round is, is another round where we've, you know, bypassed some running backs that were really, really good that we could have had. And, oh, and no question. Obviously, we didn't. And, and yes. you know, I mean, look, it, I guess it depends on how your team values the running back, and most of them don't. Right. But... uh you know, some of these cats can run and they, they can really help you control a ball game. So, you know, they got to, they got to figure out if they want to invest in a running back or not, you know, so far they haven't. Do you see it kind of swaying back towards teams liking to run the football? Because I'm starting to the see that teams. to some extent, yeah, the smart you, know, teams. you know, you see it, you know, Tampa, when they won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, they had all those great receivers, but my goodness, it was the defense and the running game that really did a lot for them through the playoffs, right? You know, you look at Tennessee, you know, with, a, with an average defense. Um, last year, they were a little bit better, but over the last three years, average defense and an average passing game, and they're playing in championship games, you know? So... You know, you look at this, you know, you see the success of Kansas City, you see the success of, you know, Buffalo without much of a running game, but then you look across to the NFC and you see what San Francisco did. I mean, my God, they were 
how close were they to the Super Bowl with not, you know with not a great passing game? You know they ran the ball extremely well and played defense. So I kind of see teams, you know, it kind of swaying back a little bit towards teams, you know, going in that direction, being a little bit more physical. Um, you know, obviously on defense, but on the offensive side as well. So. You know, you have to value the running the running game. There's You've got no teams question about playing it. more defensive backs than linebackers. You know, yes, mm-hmm. and and that's that's the reason you're seeing some of these teams reassess their desire to run the ball. Yes, and yep. uh, you know, as far as we're concerned, I, I think right now we're we're still a passing team and have been, but uh, you know, this coach uh, McDaniel, he he says he wants he wants to change that mentality and run. We'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my question is, who's going to run it? You know, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Edwards hasn't stayed healthy, has he? No. Well, yeah, he hasn't been too hurt. He's only missed like four or five games or something in his career. That's not that's not terrible. No. Who would you say, Mike Edwards? Chase or Edmonds. Edmonds. He Edmonds, said Edmonds. I, I thought yeah. he said Edwards. I then I was. Trying I, to think. I I think I did say Edwards. Um, it, Edmonds. I yeah, I mean, you know, Edmonds has had an up and down career. I mean, he, I think he's a really solid running back. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think Mozart, when he's healthy, is a really really solid running back. But you know, Mike, we touched on this when we spoke, you know, over the phone during the week. You know, we've had guys come in here over the last couple of years that we were expecting a little bit more out of, and they haven't really done anything for us at Will all. Will Fuller? <laughs> uh, Will Fuller. I mean, we were ecstatic about that signing. And, um, you know, it, it's a crapshoot. It really is. And, you know, we, we've been down this road before. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are injury prone, including the tackle that we signed. And, um, you know, we just got to hope for the best. It's that it's a crapshoot. You know, I mean, on paper, we look fantastic, but that's a healthy, you know, piece of paper that we're looking at. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's it's that simple. You know, they, they have to stay healthy. They have to be on the field. If they're not, then, you know, they're not doing us. They're not doing us any good. Yeah. Fishing in that uh, free agent market is tough because you're, you're usually fishing for damaged goods. You know, yeah. they're, they're yeah. either old and breaking down or they have had injury histories or, or whatever the case is, you know, but you know, you don't see too many, uh, second contract players out there. Yes. Uh, you know, the guys that, yeah, that are, that are not, um, coming off of injuries to some extent. I mean, Mozart could be phenomenal, but at the same time, you know, we might see him play three, four games. You just don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Which is why they need to draft a running back with one of their four picks. Yeah, well, you know, if we go running back in the third round, Mike, I mean, and it could very well be, you know, a situation where that's 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 talent there. When we're drafting in the third round, there's still a lot of talent at that running back position. I, I would not, you know, I would not be unhappy about them doing something like that because I, you know, I, I, I feel the need for a guy that, you know, that can just, you know, do a lot of different things for you. You know, get some young legs out there. Well, we you just got don't have you it. got some speed. I'd like to see them get a little bit of power. You know, uh, maybe a bigger back, a bigger, you know, guy who can uh, will himself a yard when we need one. Listen, we saw little guys do a lot in the NFL. I mean, you know, you look at Sproles. I like and, bigger guys. Yeah, you I can understand. like little guys. <laughs> well, I, I just want them to be productive, Mike. I don't care yep. how big they are. Mark Higgs was a little guy, but. He was productive. I mean, 
you know, Sproles, as I just mentioned, and guys like that were just outstanding running backs in the NFL. That's a, and, he was a rare talent. Though. I mean, a, a, how big is Eckler, Daniel? Not very. Not very big five, at all. Five, eight and a half. I mean, he's incredible, Mike. You don't need a big, strong guy to be productive. It's a preference. I think weight wins. All right. So, I, you know, I like a bigger back. You know, for short yardage. For that, you remember Lusaka Polite? Yeah, but <laughs> what did he really do? He got he picked, first downs. He picked up <laughs> a lot of fourth and ones for us, yep. but he didn't take games over, Mike. No, 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 no. He was a short yardage back. He was not a guy that's going to, you know, get you 120 yards a game. It's not mm -hmm. his game. Right. So, anyway. We uh, drafted a fullback, didn't we? Or we signed the fullback, I we should did. say. We did. Right. So, mm -hmm. maybe he's the guy, Mike. Maybe. I don't know how much he's running in his career. I haven't looked. I don't think it's much, though. But anyway, uh, anything else you guys want to throw in before we close this show? Well, I know we've talked about it amongst ourselves, but just for the sake of the podcast and to throw a little salt in the wounds, I just wanted to mention a couple of things. In the 2020 draft, four picks after Austin Jackson went Justin Jefferson. You know. Three picks after Igbenogany went T. Higgins, and two picks after Robert Hunt went your man Jonathan Taylor. So if that's not just a little salt and wounds for a 2020 class, it is already looking uh, not very good. Um, yeah. Yep. Just wanted you to add have that. Who has a longer career, Hunt or him? Hunt or who, Mike? The running back. Well, Roberts. Hmm. I mean, um, um, Robert Hunt or Jonathan Taylor. Oh, Taylor. Taylor, Taylor yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, but wasn't you just talking about impact players? Yes, of course. So uh, a Jonathan Taylor makes uh, a guy that's a Robert Hunt look a lot better, even if his career lasts longer. Probably the guard. That's what you're yeah, looking for. I'm just right? thinking, you know, if, if I'm Greer and I'm trying to justify taking Hunt over the back, I mean, that's one of the things I'm thinking about, you know? Yeah. Uh, but... My, you know, and and he, he <laughs> of all the linemen he's drafted, he's probably the best one outside of Tunsil. Yeah, I agree so, with that. You know, but, we'll have to see where it goes. But but uh, you know, we could have had both, Mike. You do yeah. understand that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, we had we had a late third rounder, and what did we have two second rounders that. Well, draft, we had didn't two. We? we had three first rounders. No, I'm saying that that Igbenogany was our third pick in the first round yes. correct and yeah. we passed these guys up at that point we yes. could have had taylor and we still could have came back and got hunt when we got him um we had two second round picks i mean who's to say hunt wouldn't have been there with the second pick the point of the matter is, is i get what you're saying daniel i mean this guy's an impact player i think personally i think he's you know he's probably the best behind henry he's probably the best running back in football right now that was a really challenged passing football team the last couple of years, and he has still excelled. Now, with Matt Ryan at quarterback and the threat of a, a real passing game now, he's going to be even better. So, I mean, that's an impact guy. And, and you didn't even mention DeAndre Swift or J.K. Dobbins or, right. or Hilaire. All those guys were still there, too. I mean, you know, any, number, any one of those running backs would have been, you know, a situation where – we could have probably saved ourselves a good amount of money in free agency this year and would have had a good young running back, as you mentioned, Mike, the type of guy that you, you, know, you would want on the football field. So, you know, 
again, you know, all of this factors into, you know, what their philosophies are, as you mentioned, Mike, but, you know, winning is the key in the end and their philosophy and the routes that they have gone down has not really gotten us to, to that point. So, you know, they may want to take, you know, a little bit different approach going forward. Well, we're grading uh, Greer's drafts, and I think most of us are giving him a passing grade, right? Yeah. Yeah, see, Still. he's passing. I, I give him right smack in the middle there. He's had some great picks and some horrible yeah. picks, really. As, yeah, but everybody has that. Uh-huh. So it's just, you know, it's a matter of how, how you see the team progressing. And right now, we'd like to be just a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're we're – we're probably, you know, real close to a 500 team. So and that's what we've been. Well, you hope with the coach and, and these new players that we can, we can fix that. So agreed. We'll see what happens. Uh, thanks for joining me guys. Absolutely. And You're welcome. Thanks for, thanks for listening, everybody. Daniel, we dislike you. Just remember that. No hatred, no <laughs> hey, hatred. Just you a love dislike. Me. Don't lie. Don't lie. <laughs> At least the listeners like me. Go I ahead, think. Mike. Sorry. I know you're trying to close it out. It's been a long one. You can do it to me every time. Anyway. I know. It's neither me or Daniel do it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Fins up, everybody. Farewell, my friends. Fins up, doll fans. All right. That's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time, be well and take care.